He'd have diabetic seizures so badly with all that shit <laughs> and stuff, dude. I mean, he would just really yeah. struggle. Unless he wasn't yeah. getting high on his own supply. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 7, Part 1. Painting, local haunts, and the Amityville Phenomenon. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I am Chad Lutsky. And I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And you're listening to the seventh episode of Paleo Cheese Podcast, a podcast that tosses film onto the cheese lounge to discuss, psychoanalyze, and sometimes point and laugh at. And this is the seventh episode. Among many other things, we're going to be discussing David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun, dude. I know it's only been what seven episodes right so our first episode we began with the david lynch film wild of heart and people should go back and check that out as soon as they're done listening to this and it's only been seven you know we we still have other big directors that we haven't seen anything from but we wanted to tackle this this is a really good one i think that it's uh, the timing of it's good plus the fact that i'd never seen this before we will be talking spoilers so hopefully you've seen the movie by now (laughs) so before we get into that what have you been doing, Jeremiah? Have you been doing anything interesting? Reading, watching yeah. stuff? Dude, yeah. Painting. I've been... Yeah, no no painting, although I gotta be honest, man. I, I kind of want to get into it. You know, I know that... I know that you have kind of this love-hate relationship with the, the craft, okay? So, because you're a painter. In fact, you've got some cool videos. People should go and check those things out. He has a, a YouTube channel that... I don't know, when's the last time you posted a YouTube video? Like, like on your channel. Oh man, uh, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> the last time that we did a movie together, I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, I do some stuff for like my Patreon page and things like that. But I have a couple different YouTube channels. I normally don't share some of that other stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you just outed it, dude. You just outed it. those videos <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh oh, big trouble, man. So no, but the uh, but you're you're a painter. And, you know, you have these amazing paintings. People can see your pictures online and people can see even videos of the process and all that. And but I've I've only done a couple of paintings in my life. And I, one of them is kind of a cute, a cute painting. Right? I, I like it, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's amazing, but it's pretty good. You know, and I but I really haven't dedicated much time to learning how to do that. But it's something that I've always wanted to do. And my kids love painting a lot. They paint all the time. And my daughter, she made this really cool video where she's painting and, and making even different texture with the paint and putting glitter in it and making it kind of chunky and stuff. It's pretty cool the way she did it. And I helped her edit. And I thought, man, I'd really like to learn to learn how to paint. But no, I have not been painting. One thing I did is I watched this movie um, that I'm, I'm hoping that we'll eventually review. Uh, but it's Mandy, you know, the one with Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah, that was completely nuts, dude. That was a real trip. And uh, I, I really hope that one day down the road, right? Not not too soon, but sometime down the road, that we'll be able to uh, to review that. It's a it's a it's an interesting film. I watched that. I tried watching this one. It was, it was somebody's like, hey man, it's like it's a cult classic. It's called Liquid Sky. Um, no, man, that is not. <laughs> I, I think I turned it off like really quick in a hot second. Like I'm like, I just I no, I can't do this. It's just too bizarre, dude. It's it's kind of, you know, 
and yes, it has a cult following and whatever, but it's it's a, a hypersexual, like a lot. Like, and in the movie we're going to talk about tonight, has a lot of strangeness to do with sexuality and stuff in there. I mean, so it's not as if I'm averse to to watching things like that and seeing it and, and analyzing it and talking about it. But that, you know, maybe somebody watching this could send me a, an email at paleo cheese at Gmail and say, Oh, I think you're wrong about liquid sky. Do your best. I dare you. <laughs> maybe you'll convince me to give it a second try or at least a second try to get past the first 10 minutes or so. But, um, you know, watch that. And then I had some friends of mine reach out to me, talking to me about, movie reviews and one of them um she she brought up more family oriented not stuff necessarily for for paleo cheese um but things like mary poppins and movies like, yeah exactly and I, i'm thinking like i can just imagine pitching that to chad <laughs> saying saying hey chad i think that this week we should do mary poppins <laughs> but but i would do it I would do it by myself. I would do that. And uh, Mary Poppins. And what, what was the other one? Now and Then, which I've never seen. But I thought I'd watch it now and then. I'd, I'd roll with that. Um, but I've, I've never seen it before. I saw the preview. And I said, man, I can imagine that being a tearjerker. But it's kind of a chick flick. And by kind of, I mean like big time. It's almost like saying you would commit to watching the Babysitter's Club or something. You know, it's not normally a very manly thing you're not gonna have a lot of a lot of dudes go oh yeah that was a great movie dude. I, I went and watched it with the boys you're not gonna get that <laughs> but it looks like a movie you know i'm i'm in touch with that side of myself i'm okay watching that i'm down mm -hmm. and so so i've been watching a lot of uh, uh a lot of previews and things trying to kind of get an idea for stuff that i would like to to pitch to be reviewed here uh stuff that i'd like to maybe review myself talking to people and getting ideas from them on what they would like to to see so but not as much, not as, oh, and one more thing. I've got to say this, dude. We are, you know, we've been watching different uh, seasons. We actually, my family, we went through Twin Peaks. So we watched the entirety of that, except for the movie, which is really bumming me out big time. I still haven't seen the movie yet. Um, it's the last thing I've got to see. Um, but we we just started watching Lost. And I'm pretty pumped up about that. Did you ever watch that? I did until you literally start to get lost as a viewer yeah, um yeah, yeah. but but the the when it was a straightforward show i was really enjoying it i never did finish the last i don't know how many seasons after i quit i don't did want to say where i stopped end? did you ever no, just no. oh bro see i it's one of those love hate things man it's like eraserhead kind of where people will go either they either they really like the end I mean, I, dude, I, I cried. I mean, I'm not gonna lie about that. I totally cried, man. I was like, this is unbelievable. Um, and, so you watched, so you watched all of them? Oh yeah. I watched the entire thing. I had stopped watching, um, soon after they found the, uh, underground thing and then they started hanging out in there a little bit. Then yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it, it does get weird with that, you know, like you're like, where's this going exactly? And, and yeah. I, to be honest, like e even knowing the end and what happened in the end, it does still kind of not make a whole bunch of sense in my opinion. Like that, that whole spin on it, what, what was going on with this? You know, why, why did they take it down yeah. that, that path? I'd be interested now as I'm going through it again, um, this time with my kids that I would really enjoy actually learning more about it and, and watching interviews and reading uh, analysis of it and things like that. Cause I never did. I, I was just, again, a passive receptor 
of, mm -hmm. <laughs> of media back then and far more critical now and, and enjoying watching what I'm watching more. I feel like I'm watching on the one hand, you know, there's part of me that goes, man, I'm watching a lot more than I've ever watched because I'm watching a lot of movies right now and stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, I feel as if I may not be watching more, but it's more intentional and that when I'm watching, you know, it, it may give the feeling that I'm watching more because I'll, I'll watch a movie two times through. That's my mode of operation is to watch it two times or more. But with Lost, I'm excited to see kind of where it'll go uh, this time and the way that I view it now. And as I as it goes through and as I begin to process it more critically and even looking it up as I go, because it's, it's a TV show. So it's not like I'm going to wait until it's over and then just, you know, read a bunch of critical analyses of it you know? yeah. and so it, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun but that's what i've been doing so i've been i've been watching uh some movies and one more thing that i gotta say man because you brought it up and it pumped me up dude actually you got me you got me on this thing you've actually kind of inspired me to go down a bunch of roads with all this stuff but one of them was um uh when looking up scary movies or thrillers or things like that i found that with a a free uh 30 day trial with shutter uh, that you would be able to watch a whole bunch of these movies. And so oh, yeah. I got on there, man, and I was so excited about it and I brought it up <laughs> and I, I figured you knew what it was, you know, but I brought it up like, you know, have you ever heard of shutter before? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> you know, come on, who are you talking to? And so, but it was cool because, you know, uh, I even got to watch a couple episodes of cursed films which is something you brought up on one of the shows. I forget what show you brought it up. Me oh, and Josh the, Mallerman were talking about it, yeah. Yeah, you and Mallerman. And so mm -hmm. I watched the episode to do with The Omen, and I watched the episode to do with The Exorcist. But when you brought it up with me, too, and we talked about it, you brought up Killer Sofa, too. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the people on Killer Sofa, the person who has the the black magic, the black magician has a website. <laughs> it's really yeah. esoteric occult thing. And, uh, and dude, yes, you're totally right. It's right out of there. So, but it was, it was, it was cool to see. And yeah, so that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching, man? Are you still on uh, call Saul? Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. We just yeah. started the fourth season of that. Uh, enjoying it. Um, but I do recently I've, I went down this, uh, this rabbit hole dealing with something that has always really excited me big time and scared me. I know you don't remember this, um, but there was this whole Amityville horror phenomenon that was going on because it was brand new. The book had come out. The Lutz family uh, had, you know, procla proclaimed that their house was haunted and, and this book written by Jay Anson had come out and, supposed to be based on a true not based on a true story it was a true story and um and then the movie came out but during that time the george and kathy lutz who lived at the house with their kids for 28 days only and then they had to bail because they were uh they were scared to live there anymore because of all the haunting uh shenanigans that were going on but during that time in the late 70s early 80s they i mean these this couple were everywhere. They were on talk shows. They were really like in the public eye. And it was kind of like, I know you remember when the Blair Witch Project came out and what that was like. And it was like, they marketed it so geniusly. I mean, they, 
they they had that documentary called Curse of the Blair Witch, which made uh, the Blair Witch Project looked authentically real. And though it wasn't technically the first found footage movie, it was definitely the one that it, it could almost pass for the first for the, for the first one. Most people had never seen anything like that before. I thought it was. I thought that it was found footage. I right. mean, when I, and, the and very so first time I ever watched it, yeah. yeah. And it was a huge phenomenon, man. It was scaring the crap out of people. People were talking about it. Um, they were trying to figure out if it was real or not. And so that's kind of how the Amityville thing was going, but on a much larger scale. And I remember talking to a lot of my friends about ghosts and how I just wanted to see uh, a ghost so bad. And then, of course, a couple of years later, after Amityville Horror, uh, Poltergeist came out, which is a, a one of the best haunted house movies ever. Some of the effects don't hold it quite as well, but it's, I mean, it's a great movie. And uh, it's definitely got some uh, creepy scenes in it. But the whole Amityville horror thing, uh, I, I try to explain it to people who weren't there. Um, and it's just one of those kind of like creepy uh, childhood memories that fills me with nostalgia. And I just remember feeling that scary excitement. It's like, I want to believe this, but I'm scared to believe it too. But I really want, and I want to see a ghost, but I don't because that's way too scary. And so recently I kind of revisited some of that stuff. And I don't know if you know anything about the Amityville horror at all, but prior to the the book, it's the only, I think I even mentioned that on one of the episodes. It's the only horror book that I ever owned and I never read it. I don't know if I was scared to read it. I maybe I didn't know entirely what it was about. And I'm like, oh, you know, it says it's scary or something, but I you know. But I, I recently found that I still have it. And so I was kind of excited actually <laughs> to discover that I have it in my house. I'm like, oh, look at this. It's oh. it's a good book. And um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've read it. I don't know how it holds up as far as like uh, I, I I since I started writing, um, I, I see things a little bit differently, so I don't know if it would hold up for me personally, but I remember enjoying it and, and it being legitimately uh, scary when I read it. But anyway, you know, the history of that house, there were murders that took place there. I mean, a dude killed his entire family, like five, six people in there. But in, the, in just surrounding that, it was so weird because everybody was killed in the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning with a, with a shotgun. Everybody was in bed different floors of the house. Nobody woke up. This dude's blasting a shotgun, uh, killing them one by one. And they all died on their stomachs asleep. There was no sign of any kind of struggle or anything like that. And there's some other really weird stuff that's involved with that whole thing. So even if you take out the whole George and Kathy Lutz thing, uh, the, the DeFeo story and what happened there is strange in an, of itself, but I watched a documentary uh, and I can't remember what it was called. I think there's a couple different Amityville horror documentaries, but I watched that and I just started watching like little interviews with like George Lutz and George and Kathy are now, uh, they passed away. The kids are alive and they're out of the spotlight, except for one of the children. His name is Daniel. And he has uh, a couple years ago, I saw a, a documentary about him called My Amityville Horror. And it was basically his side of telling the story and telling the story about his dad, who was his stepdad, actually, and how abusive he was and how he was into a big time into TM, you know, the meditation stuff and the occult. 
and um, that he was, uh, I can't remember if he was physically abusive or just emotionally, but um, he, he was a, a kind of a strange dude. But I mean, this kid claim, I, I don't know how old this kid is now. He's in his forties, I believe, but he uh, is claiming that, you know, stuff really happened there. And also in the documentary, you can clearly see that he suffers from some mental trauma. I mean, he's not, I, I can't remember if they give him a diagnosis, but he's not, he's, he's not right. <laughs> so I just find the whole thing extremely fascinating uh, still to this day. And it's one of these things, I mean, later on, um, it was found out that this was a hoax, but then there are, are people who refute that and say, no, it wasn't a hoax. So it's one of these things where it's like, kind of like, uh, I want to believe, you know, yeah. I, I love the yeah. idea that this thing that scared me so much when I was a kid is real, you know, and then finding out if it's hoax, it's like, it's like finding out Santa isn't real when you, when you're a little kid. And dude, and that totally sucked that. when I found that out. I, I remember. <laughs> I was, so do I, and I was bummed. Yeah. I, was yeah, bummed. I was totally bummed, dude. I yeah. found out, I mean, I was, we had these stairs. And I kind of like came down the stairs and we had the, the, the railing, you know, nice little rails and stuff, real pretty farmhouse. And I'm peeking down there because I hear this noise. And oh, yeah, man, I saw Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus putting that bike with the training wheels by the <laughs> Christmas tree. And I'm like, that looks like my dad. <laughs> I was totally depressed. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a single incident or anything, but I remember kind of sitting there and doing the math. Mm. And and figuring it out on my own and just having this epiphany and just being like, oh man, I was like, we don't have a chimney, our heat, our our, our house is heated by electric, um, yeah. and it just things weren't adding up for me. And I was like, and he does this in one night through the whole world, and I was like, it's not real. And he'd have diabetic seizures so badly with all that shit <laughs> and stuff, dude. I mean, he would. Just really struggle he would really have a tough time unless he wasn't unless he wasn't yeah. getting high on his own supply right <laughs> dude and you know what made it worse man that year when i found out and i i'm really hoping you know i can't imagine us having very many young young people or uh very many people watching this who are older who still believe in santa but i'm hoping we're not bumming too many people out and they're just like dude no it's real but um the thing is dude that year when i found out um, I remember what made it even worse was that the bike that I got that year, it was this really cool red bike, dude. And it had the tassels and stuff, man. It was super dope, like sparkly kind of, kind of candy apple red, you know, with a sparkle. Did you, get, did you get the ching, 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 ching? No, <laughs> no, I didn't, have, I didn't have that, man. Didn't have that. But dude, it, what was so terrible was not, you know, not only that I totally busted him. And I realized, but it was like, it said not only that it was from Santa, but that it was from Ronald Reagan. And I think that it's because of the tax cuts. I think, <laughs> like, I think that my dad, I'm serious, bro. I think that my dad was, Dude, that's, just, that's hyper Republican. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> I, and, you know, I love, I love my dad. I'm a conservative guy. Right. And, and uh, people who watch this, you know, I've mentioned that I'm a Catholic and they can probably gather some of that from this, but. I remember telling, you know, the way I phrased it before, I said, you know, we had a Trinity in our house. You know, we had uh, Jesus, Ronald Reagan and Rush Limbaugh. And that was kind of the, the oh Trinity God. of our of our home. <laughs> so that's how I was raised, man. But but, um, you know, a very conservative dad. It loved loved the Gipper. 
And I think that was one of those, I, if I remember right, man, that was the year. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if it was even for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> 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 so I was like doubly upset, you know, but that's Dude. the bike that I learned to ride, ride my bike on without the need of, of help from my parents anymore, which is kind of an interesting thing, you know, symbolically a little bit, you know, that I'm freed from this childlike fantasy and I'm, I'm, uh, breaking loose and i'm doing stuff on my own for the first time and i'm on the wheels <laughs> look i'm by myself and it, it just seemed almost uh poetic right but you you brought up you brought up uh the blair witch project dude and we actually talked a little bit about this during the week because you know i told you that um blair witch like is one of those movies that i i was there was part of me that wondered about it you know like uh was this real but that was before the internet really i mean you'd have to go to like a library or something and so it was kind of a hard thing to find out unless you you know read magazines or whatever that might possibly leak information like that um but i i was unaware of it at the time and um we were really pumped up about it and i i haven't i haven't told too many people this but i've always had a thing where i've wanted to go for example i've wanted to go to um ghost hunting you know, I even had a challenge years ago on my, my radio show saying, look, if people, you know, I'd love to go out. All I need is uh, a notebook and a pen, you know, a pen, pad of paper or whatever. And as long as I'm with people and we're going through haunted place, I'd love to. And there was one opportunity that, that uh, somebody proposed and said that they would be willing to have me go out there with them. But then the place ended up being condemned and something happened and you weren't able to go like, so they weren't even able to go. Um, but I would still to this day that I would love to actually do that because to me, it's a thrill. And there's part of me, you know, that I, I almost wish this stuff was real. I don't I don't buy it. <laughs> you know, I've watched so many of these shows and I'm like, dude, I've seen it all, man. But there's one thing, man. There's one story. And I'll just say this real fast. I was, I, it was right after we watched the Blair Witch Project. So I'm, I'm primed. You know, I'm already primed in my mind that I'm spooked. It's scary. It's nighttime. We're all scared and pretty high. But one of the people in the room told this story about this little kid, this little kid that, you know, there's like a little girl and she was in this kind of back weird street and got hit by a truck, you know, and after she got hit by a truck, there was this weird stuff happening, like the organ where she was learning to the church organ and the house. And so, I mean, some of it sounded kind of fantastical, you know what I mean? And a little bit like Pet Cemetery, maybe I'm like, what's up with this? But um, they said that it was in town. So uh, we went to this house, dude. You go down this road and it's a T-section, right? So you're on this kind of weird, weird road out in the middle of nowhere. And then it's a T-section and it's a dead end on both sides. So there's no outlet. I mean, there's only one way in and one way out. And we had to park in this parking lot that you pull through. And when you pull, when you pull into the parking lot, it's got those kind of pillars on both sides, it makes it so that you can really only have one car go in and out. And it's kind of a weird deal. So we go into this and we park and we get out. We walk down the road and we get to the T-section. And they said, well, it's up on this hill, this house. So we, we go walk in and we get to the driveway. And it's like it, it was raining that whole night. It was sprinkling when we went. It wasn't a downpour or anything. It was sprinkling. So it was super wet. And there was this massive tree over the driveway. And so we're like, well, glad we didn't try to bring the car up. There's no way we could have gotten up there. So we're all walking up this hill and we get about halfway up this hill. It's all dark, man. So, I mean, you can't even see the house. You don't even know what the house looks like. You get up about halfway up this hill 
And all of a sudden, dude, I'm talking is like super quick. The whole place is lit up, man. Like major time lit up. And there's a truck, dude. And there's a fire up there. It's a massive bonfire. Like it's just sudden. And, and as soon as that happened, as soon as I noticed it, man, it sounded like there was a voice right in my ear that said, what are you kids doing here? And I'm like, what? And I went booking, dude. I was freaking out. <laughs> and we're all like, what? And we're running. And we're running down this 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 uh, T-section road, man. And we're all out of breath. And we're like panting and keeled over. And they're like, dude, did you hear that? It felt like somebody was whispering in my ear. I said, that's what I felt like. And we're all, you know, hyping it up like this is crazy. And then the girl who was the last one down the hill, she's like, run. And we turn around and there is a truck, dude, with these headlights coming right at us. We're like, oh, no. So we're booking as fast as we can. Like, I've never run so fast in my life. And we get to the we get to the car, get in and we, we go the wrong way. We go to this direction. It's kind of this little back road, like a utility road or whatever. But there's nobody out there. It's, it's all overgrown. The place is not being used for anything. It's an empty parking lot at this point. And so we're like, oh, no, there's no way out. You got to back up and get back out of here. Oh, no. So we're peeking out the back window and we see that truck go by. And we're like, oh, who good. OK, so we get out and we go up to that to, to the exit. And that truck, dude, comes right back. And like I said, it's got those two pillars at the entrance. And it part it, it goes right in between those two pillars and just sits there. With its lights on at us, dude. And we're looking at this thing like, we can't get out. There's no way. That's the only way out of this. And so all of a sudden, that truck slowly pulls up, man, real slow by the driver's side, rolls the window down. It's this dude with his long, scraggly hair and a flannel. And he's all hunched over, looking like an old version of the guy from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles that's spitting his chaw on the ground. The wife, the baby came out sideways and stuff. Mm -hmm. Didn't cry a bit. Well, that guy comes up and he goes, what are you kids doing up there? Same thing, man. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And the girl goes, nothing. And she pedaled to the metal. And we go right through the middle of this thing, right through the middle of those two pillars. Bro, dude pops it in reverse. And he's, and he goes in reverse through the pillars. Like it's some Hollywood thing, man. And he flies through and he's going on the road. And we're like, go, go, go. And we're going as fast as we can. And dude is like booking. And eventually we out outrun him but he was going down the road chasing us in reverse dude okay next day we're scared i mean i'm like so scared i'm freaking out badly but we decide the next day during daytime we're like dude we should go back there and i didn't necessarily want to do that but we did anyway and so we get there and dude no tire tracks none there's no indication that there was a bonfire none there's no wood. There's no nothing. It's just a flat area. There's no, and it was raining, dude. There's tire tracks where we were and there was no tire tracks. And there's one way up and down this hill to get up to this house is that driveway that has this massive tree and there's no tire tracks at all in that. And there's no place. So we're like, dude, what the heck is this? Like, what is this? And I was like, I'm never going back to this place. <laughs> I'm out. And they wanted to go up and see the house. I'm like, no, dude, just let's, we're out of here. So I don't know, you know, I'm not, I don't, on the one hand, I don't believe in that stuff. You know, I've seen all these, all the shows. I think it's silly mm -hmm. and tacky that they turn the lights off. On the other hand, I'd love to go and see it. And I have one story, right? And it's weird. 
and I can't say that it's a ghost for sure, but it was, it was one of those things I'll never forget. And dude, it spooks me to this day. It spooks me even thinking about it. You, you grew up by white gates, right? Yeah. Did you grow up hearing stories about white White gates? Yeah. For people who don't know this, White Gates is uh, a manor. It's a mansion, um, and there used to be nuns that lived in there. I've it's been a nuns convent. Yeah. Yes, it's a nuns convent. And my friend Joth Andrews, uh, he's into horror and stuff. He's actually been in a film more than one, maybe. But he, uh, his mom, may still own it. I've stayed many a night in that house, and I've even really. Seen, oh yeah, dude, it is. It's so big. It's and I, I think I even have an, an audio recording of the piano that, that they had that wasn't tuned. And it was the creepiest sounding piano, man. And somebody was playing a friend of ours who plays piano is playing this tune. And it's super creepy. I mean, it's, it could be on a soundtrack, you know, but I've been in there. I've actually even seen the um, I've spent probably probably 10 or 15 days and evenings all night, spend the night in there. And mm-hmm. I um I've I've been to where the nuns where they used to live and they have their spots it still kind of has the layout for what it was like when the nuns lived there the whole setup of that house is super creepy from the road mm-hmm. because you can't see much of it so it's so huge and i don't know what it looks like now but in the 80s it was just you know you've got this road out of out in the middle of nowhere a really dangerous road because i i know at least um one person has died on that road because speeding through there and there's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, it's not bumpy, but you know, you're going really fast and you hit kind of like a, a hill there and you can end up hitting a tree and it's just, it's, you can miss the house at some point in the eighties, it was abandoned. There, there was nobody that, that lived there. I don't know if, uh, why, but I never, I, I feel like I missed out on this part, but some point in the eighties, people were going in there and like partying and stuff. And a friend of mine, used to go in there all the time and he told me some stories about some of the stuff they found in there which intensified the creepiness uh apparently um and you know it sounds like urban legend but i you know i don't know but lots of like satanic stuff is in there like symbols spray paint on the wall on the floor pentagrams even dead animals particularly cats could be found in there (sighs) and um this is my friend said he said he was in and out of there all the time and they would go in there and get high and, and find crap like that. And that people were in there doing their black magic crap or whatever. So one night in like, I think this is 1990. Um, we went up there with some friends of mine hoping to get in. And by this time uh, they had their security system, you know, with the stickers on the windows and everything. But we parked on a kind of a different road. I think there's a side road and you go up this giant hill or something. I I can't hardly remember, but so we parked there, went up that hill. And at the time, I don't think that they still have this, but this is when they still had the giant statues in the backyard that made it look like a legit haunted house, man. They have it right now from all over the world. Even these weird kind of foreign looking gods, you know, these yes. multiple different religions, gargoyles. Yeah. They have the whole thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So we crept around on the property. Nobody, nobody lived there. Um, but we weren't going to like break any windows or anything. And one friend that, that was with us got so freaked out. We end up running back to the car and I can't remember why. I don't know if we heard something or not, but we didn't get back to the car yet. And my friend who was so freaked out, ended up throwing up. <laughs> 
before we got to the car because he was so freaked out. Yeah. But we, yeah, we ended up bailing. But I always felt like, you know, my friend would tell me about, you know, when it was abandoned and how easy it was to get in back then and stuff. And I was just like, man, that sounds like, because that is one creepy place, man. Man, I last one last thing I'll tell you, it is totally creepy. It's now very beautiful inside. It's still creepy yeah. though, I, I, because if you're in that house, it's so big that you could you could walk around for a very long time with a different part of the house, a different wing of the home, yeah, filled with people, it's, it's and a they long wouldn't know house. you're there. Yeah, it's got multiple wings to this house, mm -hmm. and so you, you could be in there. You could have technically somebody could live in that house. And probably get away with being there if they were quiet for a long time without being spotted. But yeah, totally freaky, man. I mean, totally <laughs> a creepy, a creepy place. But there, there's a there's a, a mental uh, re back in the day. It was this kind of mental clinic and they had pretty severe cases of people um, who were there. And now it's a rehabilitation center. I say it's actually they, they swear up and down that it's, they're not. Scientology, they have a huge L. Ron Hubbard painting in the front. So you like walk in and you're like, oh yeah. So L. Ron Hubbard, you guys are Scientologists. No, we're not. We swear to God. And you're like, okay, you know, I don't believe you. Uh, you know, but that place in between the time where it was a mental clinic and a rehabilitation center that it is now um in a retreat center, um, in between that time, there were years where it was just completely run down nobody was in there and it was locked up but you could find uh, windows that had been broken and stuff like that and i had gone in there my girlfriend and i and we went in there dude and that was uh oh boy that was not cool like that's one of those things man because you get you get the vibe from that where you're like there were crazy yeah. stuff going on in here and you got all the yeah. beds and stuff and wheelchairs and it's dusty and everything people aren't coming in cleaning up cobwebs and all that and i said man this is uh this is spooking me bad and so yeah, yeah we uh we didn't hang out in there too long but it was kind of it was kind of a fun thing and uh i can't believe i just admitted that on a podcast <laughs> i just but it's true man it was you know they, they can come after me but it's true we i, I did that um and so but yeah man creepy stuff dude oh yeah for the people, man, who are listening to this as a podcast, when putting this on YouTube, we'll make sure to put pictures of of these mansions because of of White Gates, because this is a really cool place. It's a historical building, um, and it's it's pretty tragic actually that the nuns had to leave. In fact, we were there when it, when it happened. We were there. We went to they had a garage sale, and so we we bought some of the things at the garage sale when I was a kid. You know, and we didn't live at the time. We didn't live anywhere near that place. And later on, you know, I when I was staying there multiple times, my friend lived there and stuff. When during that period of my life, uh, I was in my parents' house. My sister lives there now. It's been in the family for a long time, uh, even going back to my great grandmother. The house that is right across Cata Corner from this mansion. It's a very very beautiful home, private lake, St. Mary's Lake, uh, stuff like that. And so named St. Mary's in part. And Marywood Country Club because of the, the presence of this convent, right? And so that's where I lived. <laughs> so I lived right across the street from this bad boy. And you're right, man. It was creepy, buddy. Well, you know, this is this seems like it's a lengthy conversation about this, but this seems super appropriate to bring up because you're talking about Mary. We're talking about creepy stuff. We're talking about Battle Creek lore. Um, crying Mary, dude. 
we have to throw a picture there too. I don't know if you know anything about Crying Mary from Crying Mary. Yeah, dude, Oak Hill Cemetery. No. Yeah. Um, I know nothing of this, Chad. In oh, Battle Creek. In Battle oh, Creek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oak Hill Cemetery. Um, kind of in the post edition uh, section of town. Um, it's an older cemetery. And I think uh, one of the few, if not the only, that still has like a crematorium in it, I think. Wow. And yeah, it doesn't <laughs> smell good either. I don't know if they still use it, but they used to. And there used to be, and this is like, again, this is like in the late 80s. We'd go there at night, in the middle of the night, and you park in uh, River Oaks Apartments. And then you go to the fence because Oak Hill Cemetery is all fenced in. You can't get there in, in there at night. And there was a huge hole in the fence that someone had, you know. So it was like just this community hole for, you know, troublemakers in the middle of the night to pass through. And you had to lift up the, the fence a little bit. But, you know, someone had made sure that uh, the future curious folks could get through. And uh, there is a statue in there that is not Mary. Um, but it's called Crying Mary, just by urban legend. And she's this giant monument, um, bronze statue, that at the time was, uh, what's that called? Patina or whatever? You know, she's all like looking green and like uh, off-white. And uh, legend had it that, that on certain nights, I think it was Sunday night at midnight or whatever, she would cry tears. And there are clearly uh, markings on her face where it looks like she has been crying. And I've read a lot of stuff online about it, um, you know, as I got older and was able to look look it up because I was actually uh, did like a, a little article on it uh, recently. So I had to find all this stuff about it. But there's there's scientific explanation. You know, people have claimed over the years to have actually seen her cry. So it, it went through like the scientific explanation for that kind of thing. Right. But it's right. actually not even the grave of a woman it's the grave of a man and there was also uh rumors attached to it saying that this is the grave of mary and she uh which actually isn't mary at all it's a greek goddess looks nothing like mary but she is a woman with robes <laughs> on so yeah you know, right, right. You know, but she she has the um like a uh a, a, a wreath made out of leaves on her head she's a greek goddess hmm. and i can't remember which one but um it's a grave of a man 1800s and the lore, the urban legend, says that this was sculpted in her likeness, which I, I, I guess uh, is partly true, and that she had killed her children. That that's where they were buried. But that's not true. Her kids yeah, did yeah, yeah. both die. One was stillborn, I believe, and the other one uh, died from, uh, what was the uh, type? Typhoid? Yeah, typhoid. Really? Yeah. That's so sad in a way, though. Yeah, yeah. Her, you know, she dies and like, it's like, it's like, I wonder what people will think after we're dead. And it's like, oh, you don't even know, lady. <laughs> yeah. People are accusing you of being the, the crazy strangler woman. <laughs> but if you go to websites that kind of like go through different states and cities that have like hauntings and stuff, it's super easy to find um, about uh, crying Mary. There's even uh, footage on YouTube of the statue. Now, it, now instead of that, patina look it looks uh it's bronzed looking now and I, I don't know how you know if they stripped it and it doesn't look as cool as it used to it's still uh, pretty creepy people may not know this uh we've mentioned it before but we're both from battle creek michigan and serial city's mentioned post edition 
Uh, he could have said the ghetto, but post edition's <laughs> legit. Okay, it's true. It's pretty rough, dude. It's pretty hit over there. It, sm it smells good though. It smells. It does. It smells good because yeah, you got post. It's it's cereal city, Michigan. It's cereal city, Kellogg's. USA. Yeah, Kellogg's, got, General Mills, Ralston. Well, right. Ralston's right there, but yeah, post. Yeah. So you got yeah. the smell of cereal, and you got the smell of other stuff, man. That kind of is in, in the air there. So it smells good, uh, and things like that. But yeah, so crazy stuff, man. Especially you know the lore of of Battle Creek is thick. You know, because they, they've got uh, a lot of stuff to do even with the Native American lore and legends because the way that uh, we totally ripped Native Americans off of their land. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's yeah. not. It used to even be on the, the, the crest for the city was was an image. And, and I keep posting it because this I think the city pays Google to kind of remove it, maybe. And I keep putting it back up to just for the sake of history. So people can't do a 1984 on us. But to say, you know, this is the image that we had, and it's uh, an image of a settler dude um, with a, the the butt of a, a rifle coming down at this Native American guy with his hand up in the air like, whoa, no, and he's got a feather, right, in his hair and stuff, and it's an extremely terrible image, but it's also factual. That's actually how it happened, and uh, the name Battle Creek was kind of a joke, actually, because it was, you know they have people going around looking these uh explorers and they're checking out the area and everything and they left kind of the chump back at the back at the the camp and said don't cause any trouble and these native americans came up and were wondering what's going on they're being polite and everything but once they realized they were even eating food and once they realized what was happening and that there were people from i believe detroit including Colonel John H. Mullet. I thought that was hilarious. Um, you know, so he partly found discovered, quote unquote, by a mullet. Um, but the uh, the thing is, is that once they realized they were very offended by this, like, whoa, this isn't good. And the guy back at the camp, the people back at the camp get in this fight and basically subdue these Native Americans. And by the time Colonel Mullet and the others get back, there's these Native American guys tied up. And he's like, whoa, this is bad. <laughs> like, this is not good. So they get back to Detroit and they were talking about the names like it was possibly going to be Calhoun uh, was one of the names they were thinking, which is now a street, which is the name of what well, it's also the name of our county. Yeah, Calhoun County. Yeah. And so there was also another name that they were going to do. That's a, a Native American name. And I'm wondering if it's one, another street name in our town. But then they uh, they decided on Battle Creek because people were joking about this battle at the creek. And that's why the, even the logo for the city was that. And they later on, I think, changed, I think, in the 90s or early 2000s, changed it, um, you know, to be <laughs> not so terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, just and we have the the sanitarium, you know, um, some people may remember the show. Uh, what was that, man? Wellsville? Was it welcome to Wellsville or something like that? Yeah, I was just yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. I'm so thankful for Dr. Kellogg inventing cornflakes to help all the chronic masturbators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bicycle, yeah, the bicycle riding, <laughs> and you need to do enemas every day multiple times because then you yeah. can live forever. And it's like, oh my gosh, man. But yeah, that's all that's all from our hometown, the birthplace of Seventh-day Adventism. I mean, there's at least, at least the cathedrals there, right? they or their tabernacle, yeah. their, main, their main place, right? And so we have, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cuckoo crazy going on with Battle Creek. The, uh, Jason Newstead from Metallica is from Battle Creek too. 
That's true, man. So yeah, and there was um, I thought there was a wrestler too. Yeah, Rob yeah. Van Dam. Or yeah, Rob Van Dam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, some uh, so yeah, some some claims to fame, uh, infamy even. <laughs> so so yeah. uh, speaking of fame and infamy, dude, this movie. Yes. Yes. We need to let's 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 get into it, man. Right now, yeah. let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> The Unsupervised Podcast. Who likes a good old spanking? I felt it. <laughs> you need to move your lips more. <laughs> your weekly distraction from all of the stress. You gotta shoot your shot. I guarantee you these are all white children. What are you sniffing a panda ass for? I would smell it. They're so cute. <laughs> we're kind of like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Not really about anything, but we're gonna make you laugh and hopefully entertain you for a little while. It's called like a chicken McGangbang. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I get tranquilized, but I'm still moving. It's like a freaking circus. I love it. <laughs> Thursdays exclusively on Project Entertainment Network.